Unsilencing Stories is a podcast that reflects the voices of people in small towns and communities in Canada who have lost loved ones to the toxic drug supply crisis. Since 2016, more than 30,000 people have died from fatal overdoses in Canada, and that number continues to climb. The risk in smaller towns and communities is much higher than in urban areas because of a lack of harm reduction services and stigma against substance use and people who use drugs. This podcast is part of a community-based participatory research project facilitated by Erin Goodman, PhD, a faculty member at Kwatlen Polytechnic University in Surrey, BC, along with students Jenna Keeble and Ashley Pokernich. The aim was to assist collaborators in publicly memorializing their loved ones and expressing grief, as well as challenging silences imposed by dominant media organizations and stigma from society against substance use and people who use drugs. We hope these nuanced stories make a clear why the government needs to be doing more to prevent further deaths. Please note, this podcast contains information about overdose death, grief, and trauma that may be distressing to listen to. In this episode, you'll hear Sydney Traska interviewing Clinton Gravel in Cranbrook, BC, about Clinton's cousin who died from an opioid overdose. Tell me your first and last name. Clinton Gravel. Where do you live? Cranbrook, BC. Is there one person you would like to speak about who died from an overdose? Dustin Luke. What was his age? 25, 26. Where did he live? On the next row of the trailer park for me. <laughs> um, could you prescribe a moment or time that you shared together? What do you remember most about it? Oh, I took him and his sister to his uh, first bar when I was babysitting months down in the States. They were just pretty young and parents caught, caught me taking them to the bar, you know, while drinking and I don't know what it They were hungry, so I, <laughs> bars were open, they beat <laughs> What was your relationship to him? With my cousin. What is your first memory of? Just really like drawing and really in boxing. I was talking about boxing. What did he mean to you? He my cousin. He annoyed me a lot of times, but I you know, loved him. Are you comfortable? Can you talk about his death? Well, I have him around, obviously. What's been the hardest about losing him? I was heading to the lake with some friends and I got a call saying that he OD'd. And another call saying that I was in my trailer out on the ground, so just do a shadow on a nice day for sure. What would you ask if he were here today? Everything. <laughs> I'd bring people home from the bar and out of work the next day and Give him to the rail, he'll let us in. Was there anything you and him disagreed about, fought over, or experienced some conflict around? Just things he used to do, you know. Chicken McClendice. Oi. 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 What about him makes you smile? I always buddy. One time came back from the bar and Putin was so drunk and 
Do you have any favorite jokes he used to tell? I guess he basically just. Okay. Do you? Who is your. For being a champion fentanyl user? <laughs> what were his hopes and dreams for the future? He is probably uh, he's on his becoming an enemy player. Like How are you different now than you were before you lost him? Uh, I'm more like him now. Um, what has helped you the most in your grief? The loss of my ex, I guess. Took the grief off of him and seized her. Uh, from all, really. Did he have any nicknames for you, or do you did you have any for him? Just pimping, like everybody. You still call him Goonie. He Goonie. They call me Goonie. What do you think he valued most in life? His family, father. He is probably proud. How would you describe his personality? Well, way of going. Always trying to make people laugh. At my expense. <laughs> a time he... When was a time that he was embarrassed? When, uh... His dad would give him shit for being all down dope in front of us. What, what is your earliest memory of him? Just playing video games and shit and my dad would go drinking with his dad and go to the mall or play video games or whatever. Weekends. What was... Was he chronically late or early? Uh, I think everybody's always on time. Anna? Do you... Remember any favorite stories about childhood that the deceased loved to tell? That story about taking him to the bar. Were there any major changes to the deceased's life that affected them in big ways? Yes, fentanyl is. Shady 80s. Losing the, losing the last fight that he fought. If you knew they could, he could drop by and visit tomorrow, what would your ideal day spent together look like? Just same as all the other ones. Bruno. Or Ashton. What was his favorite color? Good everything, really. What type of music did he listen to? I like that, uh, again, is how many of you playing that, uh, who you think you're a wild one? Like, <laughs> this is big muscle, though, guy. Listen to that song, he is such a dork. <laughs> Did he have a signature saying? 
Way to doy, check your Klondike. That's hilarious. <laughs> what? Lace up sense. your gumboots, you're gonna go for a ride. It's tea time. Oh. <laughs> How did he impact your life? You don't really know, it's time you wasn't around. How will you honor his memory? By keeping the uh, trailer park lingo alive. What do you wish you had said to him before he died? Actually, we had a good talk before he died. So I got to say pretty much everything I needed to say to him before he died. Um, miss him a lot. Miss everybody I've lost, really. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Unsilencing Stories podcast. To listen to more interviews in the series, please go to www.unsilencingstories.com. And if you'd like to share your thoughts on the episode, message us at unsilencingstories at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and please share the project of other people you know.